Hello, Annie Trenders. Uh, welcome back. So, some exciting things coming up is that we are literally only a few months away from um, the Anime Trending Awards. So, for the remainder of our podcast episodes up until our actual Anime Trending Awards itself, we will be talking about some of the big categories and nominations. Um, it's just two people today with us. Uh, the others are very busy. Um, I'm Scorpio, and we have. I'm Iniquiate. And uh, this week we're, uh, or this episode particularly, we are going to talk about ships. Yay! Probably the <laughs> most, uh, how do I say, it? fragile one <laughs> of the group. Um, but yeah, so. The most well contended polls. Yes, the, uh, it gets very heated in the comment section, that much is certain. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about which ones are currently nominated, and as many of you guys know, um, while we're doing this recording, fall, the fall season hasn't finished yet, so we don't have, you know, uh, solidified couples yet, but we're going to talk about the ones that have been scoring pretty high on the charts, so most likely going to be on the nominated list. Uh, Iniquate, you want to, like, uh, talk about whichever of the couples real quick that's nominated? Sure, I can. Uh, do you want me to list all of them that we have so far? Uh, yeah. Uh, say you know, like just say where they're from, um, which anime they're from, and you know, give a brief introduction of them. <laughs> sure. So, starting from the very top, we have Eiji and Nanako from Senmu Girls, and then we have two ships from the quintessential quintuplets with Futaro, Futaro and Miku, and Futaro and Nino. We have the couple, the prize couple from Astro Lost in Space with Kanata and Aries. From Fruits Basket, we have Kyo and Toru. And then from Kaguya-sama Love is War, we have Miyuki and Kaguya. And then from Karakai Jozun no Takagi-san, we have, of course, Nishikata and the titular character Takagi. From Given, we have Ritsuka and Mayufi, the only, I believe, LGBTQ uh, ship on for this year. And we also have from Aochan Can't Study, we have Takumi and Owl. A plus pronunciation, by the way. Um, oh, I tried, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I think of these couples, um, I believe only a few of them are canon because, as we know, um, uh, anime series tend to go long game. So Ritsuka and Mafuyu, or I, I know them more as Uenoyama and Mafuyu, are one of the canon ones. And then Kanata and Aris, if anyone watched Austria Lost in Space, um, mm -hmm. is also one of the canon ones as well. Um, yes. So for fall, as we discussed already, um, you know, there hasn't been any set nominations yet, but we do, um, I'm guessing we're going to have the two Bokuban, uh, Bokuban couples. And then um, potentially uh, Kudo and Satoa from uh, Kono Oto Tomai. I don't watch Bokuben Never Studies. Um, I don't know about you. I didn't watch Bokuben, but I can definitely root for Kudo and Satoa from Kono Oto Tomare, both from a manga and an anime, as a manga reader and as an anime watcher. Yeah. No, I, I'm hoping they make it because they missed the mark a bit during the spring. So um, this is sort of like their second chance to make it on. Um, right. I don't, I actually, I think sometimes we nominate a fourth one this season, but honestly, when I looked at the charts, I didn't see one that's been pretty steady. Um, Kirito with Asuna and Kirito with Alice have kind of like gone around, but they've been switching around a lot. And I think Oresuki, um, you know that anime, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I think that couple has also been on the top, but that's also, like, been not very stable in regards to the charts itself, so it's a little hard to say if or whether, you know, there will be a fourth one. Um, right, yeah. But anywho, uh, you know, what would be the fun of talking about the nominations if we don't talk about our own personal views and uh, which ones we are personally rooting for and why we're doing so. So, in you create, uh, which ones are you looking at this year that's like on your top few? And then which one do you think you're ultimately going to vote for? Ooh, okay, that's hard because I think I've watched four of the nine series that are listed in the couple ships of this year okay. and i all root for those four okay <laughs> but if i have to be 
quite honest, definitely Miyuki and Kagura, Kaguya from Kaguya-sama, Kyo and Toru, and it's a tie between Kanata and Aries, and then Nishikata and Takagi. Okay, um, so uh, like, so what makes you ship them more, like, specific, or which ones do you like more and why? Well, for Miyuki and Kaguya, it's more of because they're really stupid and <laughs> they have to figure out they're they're trying so hard to outmaneuver each other and see who gets the upper hand of in the confession route but they all fail miserably at it and it has like that that spice of like the high school adolescence of i'm going to be i'm going to confess in the most grandiose and impressing way to whoever my mate or whatever right but they all fail at it and they're so naive and it's really fun to just watch them <laughs> so basically you would vote for them because they're stupid <laughs> yes <laughs> if anything there's two types of characters that i like i like angsty characters and i like stupid characters okay you know what we share that because i love angsty characters <laughs> <laughs> and which which leads me to the next couple i think kyo and toru are it's super cute. Um, Kyo is rather angsty throughout the first season of Fruits Basket, given his backstory. And Toru is that ball of sunshine that really helps um, liven up his perspective of life. And it's just very, it's a very stereotypical trope, but at the same time, it's done so well that you just feel like, wow, this is such a warm and wholesome ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Scorpio? Um, well, I guess for me, um, I'm, you know, I'm fans of Kyo, Toru, uh, Miyuki, Kaguya, and of course, Kudo and Satola, um, but they're not my top one, but I guess, like, before I go into what, like, my top one is and why, um, for, like, Kyo and Toru, I've shipped for the longest time, actually, ever since I was in middle school, you know, which is <laughs> when the whole series came out and the whole manga got big and everything. Um, my thing is, their relationship hasn't really developed yet in the storyline. Like, we haven't quite gotten there. So, what we've seen so far hasn't really been too romantic because um, Fruits Basket is good at this in that it's developing relationships long term, right? And so mm-hmm. um so because of that, um like they're not at the point where I'm like majorly shipping them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So that's like that's like- my main reason like I wouldn't pick them as much as I love this ship and as probably as long as this ship has been one of my top ships. Um cuz it's just like in the first season really you just see them becoming closer friends more than anything else. And so um and so it's just like yeah, for me personally it just hasn't reached that point yet. That's for me. <laughs> that is Completely fair. Totally understand that. Um, and then Miyuki Kaguya is like, it's very unique and it's interesting, but <laughs> while you would vote for them because they're stupid, they're too stupid <laughs> for me to vote for them. <laughs> so I just, yeah, they frustrate me if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, both of you two, throw away your pride. Can you guys just get over it (laughs) but they're high schoolers they must retain whatever dignity they have much much so kaguya who comes from a super rich family Uh, they're high schoolers what dignity do they have (laughs) (laughs) they think they have a lot of dignity that's for sure um uh though sato and kudo is very hard because ugh, i really like those two and kudo is like such a cinnamon roll despite seeming very gangster so right um which in i guess that, is similar case... to eiji and nanako i haven't seen the anime by the way but um i've seen clips of it online on youtube because that's what i do with my life and <laughs> um and they're very very cute i think i would like if i'd actually watch the anime i could actually root for them more but unfortunately i don't have as much of like evidence background for those two so mm. um, I will say I'm very surprised that Kanata and Aris made it because um, like, you watched Astro Lost in Space right? I did very recently Okay, so everything's like, I feel like their head. relationship didn't really develop as much in the series like it kind of developed more in the I'm guessing the um, 
the fast forward, you know, the time gap. Yeah, so my, this is why I'm torn between like Takagi, the Nishikata and Takagi ship and Kanata and Aries is that Kanata and Aries seems very forced in the shonen aspect mm. where you have the kind of helpless, clueless, cute girl that is actually an important plot device and the handsome, roguish, but super outgoing male protagonist that swoops in to save the day. It's a very typical formula. Right. And I wasn't too keen on their relationship because there were other relationships in Astra, Lost in Space that were hinted or relevant that had more gravitas. Mm -hmm. But because Astra, Lost in Space is typically shonen, this couple becomes more apparent and it's rather appealing i feel like in the audience's eyes i see i um my favorite ship actually in astro lost in space is kitari and zach <laughs> <laughs> i love i knew, those I knew two. that was I your favorite they were ship hilarious <laughs> I, th I knew that it was your favorite ship from all of your Facebook posts, <laughs> just talking about Zack and Kitori. Oh my god! Especially the last couple episodes. <laughs> You're right, I do talk about them. <laughs> you talk about them a lot, and I think that's what kind of made me like think about, okay, if I'm going to watch Astra in space, I need to wait for this scene. I'm going to keep going through this no matter how shonen this is just to get to that scene it was a good scene admit it <laughs> it was it was a pretty funny scene um but in general i have gripes about astro lost in space despite that it has very good production value it's just weirdly shonen and i haven't been back in the shonen trope in a while okay. so like this couple kind of weirds me out okay. um but for nishikata and takagi it's sort of a given that they're the couple. <laughs> um, generally because you have... Well, for one, I am a manga reader, and I do know that there is a sequel that follows this. So I am aware that it is a very strong ship. And of course, it's a comedy manga that is just focused on Nishikata and Takagi. So they're literally just the only two characters in that show that you have to show. I got a quick question for you. So yeah. uh, Nishitaka and Taka Takagi... Um, Takaki-san, but um, uh, they can be, or at least Nishikata-wise, can be pretty dumb sometimes. Oh, Nishikata is dumb. <laughs> he has an inflated ego, very much similar to like Kaguya and Miyuki trying to one-up Takagi. But obviously Takagi is probably like five steps ahead of him, yes. so she always wins against him regardless. Yeah, so that's why I'm curious. So they're both kind of stupid. So which one kind of, of the two stupids do you root for more? The Miyuki and Kaguya, because you kind of see that it's based on perspective, I feel like. Okay. With Miyuki and Kaguya, you get the perspective of how they are approaching the situation, whether it's Miyuki being like, I have coincidentally concert tickets to go to <laughs> oh it was, was it kaguya right um and then miyuki trying to come up with the very witty response to sort of not accept the tickets but also be like it's fine i'll go with you uh versus nishikata and takagi you only really get a viewpoint of nishikata's thoughts more less than takagi where takagi kind of remains as the aloof and alluring female yes. that teases nishikata relentlessly <laughs> so there is in terms of like depths and characterization you get less of that in karakai jozu and more so in kaguya-sama mm -hmm. i um i think out of these two i would also pick miyuki and kaguya though i never really was able to trace it to the fact that we hear both of their thoughts versus just one but i think you're right i think that and i think that makes a big difference to uh, understanding their relationship and like rooting for it specifically mm -hmm. um so, uh, out of these, like, which one did you say are you most likely to root for, then? In this case, Miyuki and Kaguya would be my best bet. Okay. <laughs> and then follow closely behind with Kyo and Toru because they're just such a nice ship. Okay, I see. <clears throat> so you're going can... with, um, you're going with the two idiots who aren't really idiots if you think about it, but they are idiots, so... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta ask, like, how do two people who are so smart be so dumb at the same time? I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> that is a very good question. As I think about it, um, they probably lack an emotional, like, 
I guess, EQ and have more IQ in this case. Obviously, those terms aren't actually scientifically proven, but they don't have quite an emotional awareness and they're more caught up in the schematics of everything. Um, but they are very manipulative in a good way. <laughs> At least they're pure children and the manipulation is in hopes of achieving good things and not bad things. So... I have to give it out to them. Yeah. No, I agree. I really like those two. And it was like, it was very unique, to say the least, is my biggest thing. I agree. I remember I did read a little bit of the manga Mm -hmm. before the anime came out. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Then afterwards, when I sat down to watch the anime, I'm like, okay, the anime is even better. Because they... (laughs) But for you, in this case... um, what would be the breakdown of your personal top three? I know there's one series that you are super, super, super gung-ho for. Yes. Um. <laughs> um, my top three, I think, would be uh, Miyuki and Kaguya, honestly. Satoa and Kudo, I don't think, gets enough credit for their relationship because... Um, how do I describe it? Um, you know how there's certain character personalities where you feel like they just complement each other very well? Yes. I feel like that with Kudo and Satoa because Kudo has so much respect for her. And I don't know, maybe it's like I'm getting old and I'm starting to realize like <laughs> lovey-dovey romance tr- attractiveness isn't like enough anymore. But I realized in my opinion, or at least now, I think respect is really, really important to making a relationship work. And uh, Kudo just really respects Satoa a lot. And oh, so no, for sure. Um, and I and I really like that about him, and it's and it's sweet how despite you know, um, and this might be getting to like more political correctness or like feminism versus sexism sort of thing, but um, I feel like I don't see a lot of guy characters who are so openly admiring and and I mean like not physically admiring a girl, you know, but admiring her personality and her skills. You know what I mean? No, no, for sure, yeah. Kono Oto Tomare does a really good job, I guess, with the term of like the female empowerment, where a lot of the girls hold very good skills or very good personality that stays very strong and consistent throughout the series. But it doesn't, but it's, they're, they're not without complemented by like the male characters like yes the male characters and i think that's so exist. important to i'm sorry i like just interrupted you but i no, just, no, no, no no i, no, I totally agree so much with what you're saying because i think a big problem actually is that a lot of people try to make these strong like female characters or complex female characters and then they dumb down the male characters a lot and i'm like no that 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 doesn't work that way you know like what what we or at least me what i really want is complex characters all around and so um so yes give me those complex female characters but give me the guys too i want the guys and so and i feel like kudo and satoa embodies that in both of them which makes me really root for them and i think they just complement each other so well so i i 100% agree with you on that um but ultimately this this year my first pick is uh Ritsuka and Mafuyu or Uenoyama and Mafuyu from Given which um you know as you said is the only lgbtq couple on our list but i'm not Honestly, I'm not voting for them just because of that. So, um, last year, um, I actually didn't vote for Ash and Eiji, which is probably very surprising for you. <laughs> very, su- very, very surprising. <laughs> I did not vote for them. I actually voted for my Sakta from Rascal, uh, from Rascal Never Dreams of Funny Girl Senpai, and because as much as I am appreciative of the complex relationship that Ash and Eiji have with each other and how openly emotional they are with each other, I don't think they're the ideal relationship that I would have voted for or I would have liked. And I saw that more in my Sakta because I thought my Sakta was much more healthier and stable, you know? 
I see. Uh, given the, I guess, the setting and what's at stake for both of these couples, I would assume. Because yes, the yes. Rana Fish has no, a that's very, right. yes. no, I very rough agree. ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's like, but that's some of the things is that, and also I do care a lot about like, and you know, it might be, it is probably pretentious of me to sort of analyze them as this, but I do care a lot about complementary, like how their personalities complement and make each other better. And one thing about AG that I felt like was just a little off the mark in regards to making him like per se a perfect, and I'm putting perfect in quotation because I don't believe there is a perfect match, you know, but um, but as close to the perfect match as possible is that AG sometimes like still like he'll sense some Ash is hiding something or lying about something. But he doesn't call Ash out on it. And I feel like... Oh, no, yeah. He's very passive about it. Yes. And I feel like Ash always does better when Eiji calls him out. Mm -hmm. And so so when he skips out on that, it's really frustrating. And um, which I know adds to the drama and adds to good storytelling. But ultimately, in regards to a couple or a ship, Mai and Sokka don't have that problem. And so... Um, so I actually, I, despite writing about Banana Fish and very much being happy with its portrayal of Ash and Eiji and also uh, to- Toka and Yu, which I also didn't vote for for a very specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought my Sakuta sort of like embodies that better. So that was a huge tangent. But uh, what I'm trying to say is the reason why I really, really root for uh mafuyu and uenoyama has nothing to do with the fact that they're an lgbtq couple is that i genuinely think their personality complement each other and i think they both help each other grow and become better people a lot so um do you what how much do you know about given I only know given through screenshots and also some a mutual friend on a discord just loving giving a lot um but i don't i didn't actually get a chance to watch given when it came out it's Uh, definitely been on my list but i haven't had time to sit down to watch it so my analysis kind of goes into like spoiler territory would do you care or i don't mind okay i will say given that oh given (laughs) 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 such a badly timed pun um Considering that you are probably going to write the final impressions for this and I'm going to edit it, it will probably give me more incentive to go watch it anyway, so it doesn't matter either. I already wrote it, it's out! (laughs) Wait, oh crap. (laughs) Okay, maybe I didn't edit, probably Isabel. Yeah, I think Isabel did that one. Um, Okay, so basically in there... A big character arc around Mafuyu is that he dated a boy before, and it was a childhood friend. And that childhood friend was a big part of his life because something that the anime um, got into, which I was shocked that it did, was that Mafuyu had an abusive dad. And okay. so it was Yuki, who was his ex, that... Um, found out about that and then told his mom and then his mom called the police and basically got Mafia's abusive dad out of the way arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so this ex is really, really, really important. Um, and what happened is um, the ex, unfortunately, very tragically decided to end his own, own life. Um, why he ended his own life, we won't know. Obviously, if we're going to talk scientifically, he must have been suffering from some kind of depression. Um, but there was a huge trigger point between the two, which is um, at that point, at one point, uh, Yuki was part of a band and they went to different high schools. And then um, Mafuyu got really upset because they were spending less and less time and they got into this huge fight. And Unfortunately, that fight was ultimately what triggered um, Yuki's depression to go overboard and then he committed suicide. So um, when we meet Mafuyu, he's, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he has depression, but at that moment he is very depressed and he's like dealing with a lot of grief, you know? Right, Um, yeah. And... Um, and this is where my whole thing about compatibility comes in. Because Uenoyama, when he came into Mafuyu's life, 
didn't know about this at all. But the way that Uenoyama's personality is, is that he's very much about pushing people, or actually not even pushing, but gesturing people to come forward. And it he very inadvertently helped started to help Mafia heal from that pain of, you know, him blaming himself for his ex-boyfriend's suicide. And so, um, and, and the big the big point, like I said, is that this is Uenoyama doing it, like, not intentionally. So his personality is just naturally someone who helps Mafia move forward. And that already is a big you know, plus for me that I think is really important when it comes to someone dealing with intense loss. Um, <clears throat> but then the second, there's like one thing that Mafuyu says when they the two of them got in a fight, and Mafuyu said, you've always encouraged me. You never told me that I can't do it. And I just thought that was so poignant and so, so important. And, you know, obviously everyone, when they're grieving, they have different, there are different methods to help them, you know. For another person with the way that um, Uenoyama is like gesturing them to walk forward might not work at all, you know. It could, like it could have been the opposite. Maybe that person's the one who needs to hear, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to you know to slow down and not do anything, and that's what works for them. But not for Mafuyu. Mafuyu needs is is the one who works better with someone who tells him to start this new thing, to start singing, to start um, writing his own song lyrics and stuff. And so, um, and so that was just really, really important to me about this couple in particular. <clears throat> Would you argue now to say like Mitsuka and Mayufuyu in terms of like the compatibility and how they support each other in this way with uh, I believe Ritsuka slash Ueno, was it? Oh, uh, Uenoyama is, is Ritsuka's um, last name, so... Okay, got it. So, with Ritsuka being the being somebody who like openly hears about Mayafuyu's worries, but also continues to support him doing other endeavors, would you consider that as a... Is that something that do you see in any of the other couples that like, currently available on the couple ship this year? Um, I'm looking at them, I'm thinking, I know it's going to apply in the future for a couple, but it hasn't happened yet, um, and I think, uh, it's just, so this compatibility thing is exactly what I saw in Kyo and Toru once they've gotten past their initial like reservations of not being super close and becoming really close friends, you know? And so that, mm-hmm. and that's, that's why like I would vote for Kyo and Toru if like they were at that point, but they're just not yet, but it does happen. Um, but I don't quite think I see it in the, probably Kudo and Satoa are the closest one, which is why they're my second choice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably no, that's, that's probably that's fair. It. I feel like a lot of the couple ships this year are mainly from comedy shows. Yes, I agree. And while comedy can have depth and comedic characters can have depth, I don't think they have the same amount of depth as we would as we as you explained that you saw from Ritsuka Maifuyu or eventually with Kyo and Toru. So that that makes sense. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that until you pointed it out. That was good. Um I think the other thing that gets me about about their relationship, well, there's two other things, and that these like rank lower than the most important part that I already discussed. But Ue, so Uenoyama's uh, nickname is Ue, so I'm just gonna call it that. But um, okay. Ue, despite being like seemingly very brash and very like inflammatory, like he gets angry very easily, and, and he does the whole ha ah! you know, sort of thing. <laughs> The it's best really part of the cute character. because he's a teenager and he actually <laughs> acts like a teenager in regards to that. But despite all that bravado, he's so gentle with Mafuyu 
And it's those subtle, gentle moments that get me so much. Like more than just the cute heart doki doki sort of feeling. Like it reaches me. Because like, for example, one of the scenes, um, Mafu was really tired and he, you know, very classically inadvertently like put his head down against um, um, Ue's shoulder. But, and of course, Ue kind of freaked out for a moment because, oh, and the anime actually does cover, um, you know, sexuality and like specifically Ue's never had a crush on anyone before. So that's like literally his trigger where he's like, ah, crap. And so <laughs> it was great and it was hilarious. And so, um, but when uh, Mafia, you know, gently like uh, put his head against um, Ue's shoulder, Ue didn't. The only thing Ue did is he reached over to Mafuyu's hands and very gently, like, peeled his finger, like, peeled his hand back where he can look at his fingers and just feel the calluses on the tips of his fingers because Mafuyu is learning to play the guitar. And that's just so, so subtle, you know? Like, that's nothing close to the usual... Um, you know, secretly hug them while they're sleeping, secretly kiss them, secretly right. anything with them. He just wanted to feel the calluses on his fingers. And, mm-hmm. and it just felt so real when he did that. And then another example of like that sort of subtleness that he has, that gentleness, this once again, despite his all ha sort of thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that... When Mafia is sick and Ue went to visit him, uh, they like they have their usual banter. But then he sits down and gets quiet, and he very gently just reaches over with his finger, and it just and just brushes against like Mafia's cheek, and that's it. He doesn't do anything else aside from that. And and Mafia liked it so much that he like reached with his face forward to like touch his finger longer. And it's just, you know, like, isn't that cute? Like, it is very adorable. It It's so stupid now that you describe it to me and I'm trying to envision it, even though I've not watched the anime. It's so stupidly realistic because I see it in so many of my friends who are in couples. Like, one person will probably maybe be the brash, the more outgoing type, very hyper. But with their partner, they're so much more gentle. And, like, you know, yes. the, whole, the whole hand-holding thing gets me because, like, it's such a subtle thing. Like, you know, like, some couples, the driver will somehow find way to, like, hold their partner's hand while they're driving, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is actually so cute. And I can totally see that with this such this warmness and this compatibility from Ritsuka and Mafuyu from just yes how that's you're exactly it. it like i'm i'm glad you can think about it with real life cuz you know what that the this reminded me slightly of um another real life couple i heard which i was hosting or we were my org was planning this sort of you know nonprofit event that night and we were dressing up as um rejected princesses which is from a series online um an artist draws them and he makes entries about historical or mythological women that disney wouldn't want to adapt stories from sort of thing and um we were dressing up as them and uh one of the couple her husband was with her and her husband was like um like who are you being and and she was like oh i'm not being anyone and i was just like oh would you like her to be a princess and he just he said it so nonchalantly and so quickly without like hesitance in his voice he was like she already is one Ooh, and i was like was oh my god that is if I understand that they're married, but that is very smooth regardless. I know, but the thing, like, what made it smoother is that it wasn't something that he purposefully thought of to, you know, say right, right. It out loud. He just blurted stuff. it out. Yeah, and he just so blurted, he meant that. He, like, 100% meant exactly what he said. And so, um, it's that sort of, it's that sort of thing that I, like, I actually truly feel is romantic. And, Ue does that with Mafia with his small, subtle actions of just feeling his calluses or just brushing his fingers so lightly against his cheek. And that's it. He doesn't do anything else. And so, um, I mean, obviously he does kiss him, as you can see in the picture. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like catharsis and a lot of adrenaline happening. So. <laughs> 
I, I, in I real life, he is an absolute virgin mess. He like freaks out. <laughs> that's that's still pretty cute. You said that they were high school still. Yeah. Oh god, that's even better. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so great. He, oh, he's like he, uh, wait. Is, so Mafia is not the virgin because obviously Mafia was in a relationship before, but wait is the complete virgin, <laughs> like a gay right. virgin. Didn't even realize he was gay until this right this very moment. Sort of, <laughs> and yes freakouts all the time and it's the funniest thing in the world like even just going to mafia's place to visit him while he's uh, while he's sick he he was just like like i'm coming here because i have stuff to give him and his <laughs> parent is at home so i'm making sure he is okay yes wow this is what, why what a cute excuse <laughs> And then, and then he still hesitated on going. And then there's a narrator who narrates his thoughts, and the narrator goes, "And then Uenoyama decided he only lives once. <laughs> <laughs> he only lives once." Hashtag YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the fascinating thing now that you're describing all this to me. That Ritsuka and Mafuyu they embody, I guess, typical BL tropes, but at the same time. They're also subverting the BL tropes. Oh, completely. Completely, right? Um, because like it seems that I guess like from based on the images and what you described for me from their baseline personalities, Mafu use kind of like the seme. I think it's seme, right? Like kind of like the one who's quote unquote like underneath, and then oh, oh, that's the uh, that's the other one. Uke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, uke is receiving. That's right. That's receiving in Japanese, and then. Uena uh, Ritsuka is more of the the seme, but yeah. but the whole like which one is still a virgin is like the complete opposite, it, and that's no, so you're amusing. Right. That's exactly it. It's the complete opposite, and Mafuyu is the more aggressive one in their relationship. That is Mafuyu amusing. after like. After he realized that he was in love with Ue, and he and it's reciprocated, you know, Ue loves a mafia. A mafia is the one who's like, you should come inside, you should stay, and like, you know, we should oh, hold hands and stay. stuff like that. That's it's. I guess yeah. this is now cementing my reason to finish up finals quickly and then watch this series over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually perfect. my second point. Is that. I like the fact that Mafuyu is so confident and he feels confident in this relationship, which mm -hmm. is not something you see a lot in a BL. <laughs> no, no, definitely. They stay firmly in their stereotype. They never yes, get out of the box. And it's just like he's not. He's the one who goes, Ue, give me your hand. And Ue's the one who's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Screams in gay panic. Who's gonna be on top? So, <laughs> um, and let me tell you the best scene in the entire series. Go so, ahead. So Mafuyu finds, or Mafuyu confesses to Ue, and Ue has trouble computing it at first, and Ue's like, "You mean like a friend?" <laughs> And Mafuyu goes, "No, romantically." I like, spelled it out for him. <laughs> and then and then like the sun rises and it's like this huge stone like comes out from his mind and it was like it's mutual it's mutual <laughs> and then it goes further because he's just silent and he's just standing there and Mafia's like Uenoyama? Uenoyama? Like, are you there and stuff? And the narrator goes, little. It's like, uh, Ue looks like a calm person, but little do they know he's having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and inside his mind, he has, like, all these mini versions of himself inside his brain, and they're all, like, and there's, like, Grad one of them is graduating, and the one that's graduating is my virgin self. My virgin self. <laughs> and all the other like ways in his mind are freaking out. They're just like, oh my god, he's leaving! One of us is graduating. <laughs> <laughs> that and that is the inner machinations of somebody who's been confessed to and realized that the feeling is new. My mutual. favorite comment on that scene is, wow, the new Inside Out looks great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, see, this is 
so this is definitely like the ship I'm rooting no, for this year because when I like when I choose ships, and I know some people are gonna say I'm biased because I do cover the series, um, or I tend to cover most of the series that has that features LGBTQ couples on the page in social. But um, when I when I choose ships, I look at everything equally. Like if you, I need a good couple is what I need. And it doesn't matter if it's a lesbian couple, a gay couple, or a straight couple. As long as it's a good couple, I will root for you. And last year, I thought that my and Sokta are were the best couple of the entire couple pool. But this year, I do sincerely think that um, Uenoyama and Mafuyu is just very healthy. And um, it's just so real and genuine. And I feel things with them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, yeah, so I just, I root for them this year. <laughs> I, I think Kudo and, Kudo and Satoa are very close second, by the way. And I think I, it would be really hard for me if it wasn't for the fact that um, Konoto Tomare has uh, another couple in there. So they have to sort of divide their time on focusing yes. on each of them. And I ship I think, that one. Um, yeah, and I don't, and by the way, I'm glad they have that second couple. I like that second couple too. But because like time is more divided, their development is slower. And so because their development is slower, I haven't like really reached that point yet as I have with Ue and Mafuyu. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's just unfortunate. But like I got to point it out straight. Like that's where it is right now for all the ships. And so. Um, I'm a huge uh, Ue and Mafuyu shipper, and I'm going to vote for them for the polls, for sure. <laughs> Have I convinced you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just speechless at how much you... I didn't expect this, of how much you would fangirl about Given, um, as I keep watching the timer on my screen. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm totally amused, I'm totally engrossed into this, but I'm also like... Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, I, like, analyzing character relationships is uh, what I do in my free time. That's <laughs> what you do in your free time. I'm not joking around. I, like, so with my uh, really good friends uh, who live in a, um, another city, when we get together, I will randomly bring up, you know, these two characters in this anime. <laughs> I literally, like, just break it down for them on exactly why this works or why this doesn't work or why this drives me nuts. And it's not just couples. I, like, break down romances. I break down rivalries. <laughs> Are you literally Narumi in the flesh? Because she does that in the manga for Wotakoi. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the funny thing. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know about this because we discussed it earlier. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been... One of my friends who watched uh, or read Wotakoi, like, before she met me, saw me and she thought... She said it was the most surreal experience <laughs> in the world. <laughs> because she was like... I met a real Naruto because <laughs> it's like even like my clothes. I love pink, <laughs> and that one scene where um, Naruto is like dressed up and all frilly and cute, and she's an elf, and it's like, oh, what type are you? And then she's like, assassin. Really <laughs> me. And it doesn't it doesn't help that she's like super into money as well. <laughs> Yeah, and she, yeah. like, honestly, it's just she parallels so much of my life. I have a desk job. She has a desk job. She's doing, like, these things on her side. I'm doing these things on my side. <laughs> she has a bunch of stuffed animals. I have 80 stuffed animals. <laughs> 80 stuffed animals. And then I don't think even, I had that like, many growing up. Games she plays, she picks the assassin, and I pick the assassin. <laughs> oh, my God. And the bigger thing is that she kills everything to like get money. I I like I hoard money on games. <laughs> and yes, I analyze. R- remind me never like, to party with you so I can get those nice drops so you don't hoard all of them. What? <laughs> remind me to not party with you so I can get a share of the drops too. <laughs> you know I was a billionaire on New York. <laughs> <laughs> I invested money in the stock market. Oh my god. And then I was a cheap ass person who 
<laughs> didn't buy food for my Neopets and only grabbed the free omelets and jelly. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I only bought them like one toy each. <laughs> Your Neopets must I be starving. I so much money, I could have bought all the paints in the world and I kept them the same. I only use free paints. <laughs> <laughs> free, to, free to pay is the way to go, man. You you don't you don't try to buy into like the whole Neopets cash thing. It's way too expensive. Yeah, and I just I I just had so much Neopets points. I had like I said, I had a billion, and I just kept it just kept growing and growing. And then when I went on vacation, I get paranoid because I'm like, oh no, they'll starve. I like registered my Neopets in the cheapest hotel. Oh my god. <laughs> And my own parents, who think this whole thing is ridiculous, were like, um, they were like, Gracie, you have a billion Neo points. You could afford a better hotel for them. <laughs> and they don't cost that much in comparison. <laughs> and I was like, but money. But money. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I'm, I'm like the complete opposite. I would just spend all of my neo points and throw all my neo pets into battle because I'm ruthless like that. Oh yeah, see I like I I I buff them out with like weaponry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I never really lost because they had so much weapon. <laughs> oh my god. I I suppose <laughs> that it's the your, your... money, so <laughs> I suppose this is our fun fact segment of the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going on tangents of how how closely related you are to Narumi and how much money you had on Neopets. Um, one of my friends stole like a billion of my Neo points, and I was so upset with her because she just spent it all. And I was like, "How? I had a billion. <sighs> it's okay. I got them back eventually." <laughs> That's what happens when you like haggle prices very aggressively when you buy anything. <laughs> You're just you know natural how you can at haggle it. Haggle on the Neopet stores. Yes, the bargains. Yeah, I was very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I also was very good at auctions. Oh my god! Them at, like the lowest price possible, last minute, and through that ability, I'm really good at eBay auctions. <laughs> Oh my god, everything is coming together now. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, fun fact, Scorpio is a money hoarder on Neo. <laughs> Some, someone's gonna recognize you from Khan and call you a money grubber. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there anything more you want to talk about for the couple? Um... I don't. I don't have anything. I didn't watch Senior Girls or Quintessential Couplet, uh, Quintuplets when they came out. So I have, and also like Ao Chum can't study. So I have no conception of how the ships are like. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely, I think my only gripe is that in Kono Oto Tomare, the second couple didn't have enough exposure. Granted, as you said, it's because they are evenly divided in terms of like between Kudo and Satoa. This couple. Um, and then the overarching plot of trying to get it past the regionals and going nationals. Right, because Kono Oto Tomare isn't just focused on romantic relationships. Kono Oto Tomare is very much focused on friendship, which is an equally important sort of relationship. Right. Um, um, but it just means time is more divided because of that. So, exactly. And given um, didn't have sort of that you know, lag, because from the very get-go, it was a very slow but steady uh, romantic progression between those two, so. Mm -hmm. And um, I would argue by saying that Kono Oto Tomare, and I think that's what does very well in, like, attracting its audience, is that the setup is very similar to Haikyuu, Mm -hmm. And the relationship, and it's not entirely focused on the relationships of the, compared to, let's say, other romantic, musically inclined animes like La Corda Dora from like years ago. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just a, such a nice pace. It gives that shonen vibe 
of we're working towards a specific goal, but then there are interpersonal relationships that make it so much better. It is unfortunate that the ships don't get as much attention because of how much they're devoting their time into the plot, but at the same time, it's refreshing to see that, and that yes. they're mature enough to let go of their insecurities and the drama in order to pursue the singular goal. <clears throat> and that's all I have to say about Konoto Tomato, because as it stands right now, since I'm caught up with the manga, it's perfect. <laughs> <coughs> I, I mean, I really hope the anime continues because it's very... I really like it. I like the anime as a whole, so... I um. really hope that it continues on with this momentum as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Alright, so that's sort of our couple's discussion for the noms. And, you know, once again, random fact, I um, I played Neopets very intensely, but... Um, <laughs> I want to remind all our fans that our sixth Anime Trendy Awards are going to be here very soon. Um, and a quick date round is um, we are having our wild, ca wild card rounds on December 24th to the 30th. And then our main voting period for the actual awards are going to be from December 31st to January 31st. Um, and then finally, our awards night is a little later than usual this time. It's at the end of February, February 23rd. But um, I hope you guys um, put in your votes and, you know, maybe you don't disagree with, maybe you disagree with our uh, opinions and that's perfectly fine. Just uh, make sure to visit our page and get your votes in for the big awards coming up. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Uh, we will catch you guys later. Catch Bye. you soon. Bye-bye.